Welcome to the Boozy Blondes Podcast. She's Molly. And she's Chrissy. We're best friends on a quest to bring you all things boozy. Let's get lit. Pop. Fizz. Clink. Let's drink. Today's episode is one for the beer drinkers out there. If you love beer, we've got a brewery for you, and it's right here in our backyard of Jacksonville, Florida. We were lucky enough to sit down with April Lundgren of Hyperion Brewing. We talked about her family business, what it's really like to run a brewery, their new beer garden, the cool history of the building that houses the bar, and how you can be a brewer for the day, and so much more. When you say Jacksonville's in our backyard, it is, but it is such a haul up there. I know I work in Jacksonville, but Big we... backyard. Yeah, but it's true, but we went to Hyperion back in 2019. Do you remember? Yeah, We stopped. Um, I think we were going to see Blackberry Smoke at Daly's Place, and we stopped there, and I drank that is called Phoebe's Peanut Butter Porter, and I was obsessed. And I've always wanted to go back to Hyperion, but as you said, the backyard is really big, yeah. so it's hard to go up there. And you also mentioned this is a really great episode for anyone who loves beer. So Hyperion, they actually use a reverse osmosis water filtration system, which is pretty unique up here. They're one of the few breweries to have that. And it strips Jacksonville water of hard elements and controls the exact water profile of each brew they brew, which is why I think their beer is so fantastic. Yeah, the guys would not stop raving about how good of a quality of craft beer that was. And that's really high praise from them. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we need to talk about how much fun this most recent visit was. Um, we, <laughs> we were able to bring both boozy bros to do volume two of the Jack's Ale Trail this time. Yeah, Phil drew the short straw and had to drive. <laughs> he was driving. He had to make up for last time when Rainer was our Ruber. So. Oh, there's a couple drinks in here. Drink, 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 drink. Um, but Hyperion was our first stop on the Jack's Ale Trail part two, and that episode will be coming up soon. Um, but this episode is all about Hyperion and how much we love it. Um, I drank uh, the Water My Lawn, which is their watermelon sour. And I love that it was only 4% ABV. And it's a perfect balance of tart, crisp, and refreshing. I think it's one of the few sours I could drink a whole six pack of. I drank that too. And it reminded me so much of a watermelon jelly rancher. The flavor profile was so strong. I, I loved it. Yeah, it was amazing. But it was like watermelon jelly rancher without being like that pain in your jaw you know like that tartness that gets you like right in the jaw that made you make the dumb and dumber face yeah <laughs> I loved it um so after that um that's what we were drinking while we were interviewing April and then uh we got a flight like we always do we did our flight draft mm-hmm. um and between that and what the boys ordered I think we tried almost everything they had on tap um I know I was obsessed with the Neapolitan Dreams which is the chocolate and strawberry porter And we also did the Phoebe's PB peanut butter porter again. And I was surprised that I really like the Celine Citrine Blood Orange Blonde, too, because I usually I'm not a big blonde drinker, even though I'm a boozy blonde. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the boys, Phil's favorite was the Citrus Smash IPA. No surprise there. And um, Raina really loved the Porch Fest Gold. Mm-hmm. I think they both had a couple of beers while we chatted with April. Yeah. And then we all got to sit down and drink and talk for a while. I know. We met April's dad, too. Oh, I know. It was such a cool, like, family business. And her brother was there. Yeah. And we met the chef. And the food looked so incredible. I cannot wait to go back and do their brunch. Same. Yes. So before we get into the interview, I wanted to say a huge congratulations to Hyperion Brewing on their five-year anniversary. They truly embody good vibes, good people, and good beer. And we really hope you enjoy our interview with April. Cheers. Cheers. 
Hi, good morning. My name is April Lundgren. I'm the marketing director of Hyperion Brewing Company. Awesome. Here in Springfield. Oh, my girl. I'm a marketing girl, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Beer and marketing, our favorite yes. things. Yeah. Well, we are so excited to be here. And just to give you a little background, April and I met through Instagram, which is one of my favorite ways to find out more about bars and breweries that we want to visit. She was the one answering all my nosy questions about the cool stuff Hyperion has going on and was gracious enough to set up this interview. So we're so excited to finally meet in real life. Thank you so much for having us, April. Yeah, you're so welcome to be here. Hyperion Brewing Company is a beautiful brewery in Jacksonville on North Main Street in the heart of Springfield. They have a beer garden, a tap room, a kitchen, and most importantly, some pretty incredible beer. Yes, I am like blown away by this one. Yeah, that one's a, that one's a solid oh. choice. Our dough. So this will be our dough. Okay, cool. Our dough is our drink of the episode, which okay. I always forget to yeah. thank God Molly always reminds us. We'll be halfway through the episode. I'm like, oh yeah, what are we drinking? This nice. is a drinking podcast. Mm -hmm. So we are drinking the watermelon sour. What's mm -hmm. it called? What's it called? It's called Water My Lawn Watermelon Sour. Awesome. Oh, that's so cute. I don't right? think I knew the name. I just went up and said, yeah. I'll take the watermelon sour. <laughs> which one are you drinking? I'm drinking the Porch Fest Gold, which is actually modeled after a Bud Light, just for easy drinking, yeah. summer boat it's like an all-day crushable beer yeah but yeah. it's like a little bit more flavorful than well light. cheers guys cheers. cheers and today is a beautiful day yeah to be day drinking mm -hmm. <laughs> what day isn't but the weather is perfect today exactly well enough of just listening to us ramble when you can hear from the expert april can tell us a little bit about hyperion's history and we'd love to know how you got involved with the brewery okay Great question. <laughs> so Hyperion is actually gonna hit its five years open in May 15th. Um, and it's been a long, fun journey, especially through COVID and all of that. How uh, I got involved was I actually had a friend who was a home brewer and he was very interested in taking his craft to the next level. He he had a partner that was interested in opening a brewery, and I got involved and interested in that process early on. I definitely was, I that's something I saw myself being really interested in. My second date with my now husband, we went to a brewery, and it completely like transformed my world from being kind of more of a spirits girl to a total beer girl, like <laughs> overnight. So awesome. Yeah, like a Chrissy move. Yes, <laughs> and I just fell in love with the craft beer scene, and um, you know just how much of a community it really is. Uh, and so we decided to start a brewery, a nano brewery. We were having a really hard time finding funding of anyone that wanted to let some young kids have money and not really control it. What a beer. Drinking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and rightfully so. And so we actually, so my parents had owned a company in their previous life and had sold it and had been retired and I said um, why don't we pitch it to my parents just to see what are the holes in our presentation what are we doing wrong to get an expert opinion on yeah. it and they actually loved it so much they ended up being the, the sole investor and starting it up oh, wow. and now it's really morphed into this family conglomerate where I do the marketing 
My brother's the taproom manager. They handle operations. My dad fixes every little light bulb and thing that goes <laughs> wrong so in awesome. here. Um, and our brewer, he's been with us since the beginning. Um, so it's just really blossomed into this like really cool family-owned space. And we've like genuinely put our hearts and souls into everything that goes on around here. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, your head brewer, that's your friend who was home brewing. It's not. Um, that person decided not to stay with Hyperion. He okay. had other um, ideas of, you know, how he wanted things to be. But the brewer that we've had right now was his assistant brewer and said, you know, I actually like the way we're going, so yeah. I'd like to stay. And, and he's been here ever since. Well, things work out for a reason that way, exactly. you know, and, and um, again, it's a big community, this craft brewery scene. Yeah. And, but, and that's a perfect segue to our other question. We ask a lot of people in the industry, you know, you're a home brewer mm -hmm. and you start at home and you're like, I should open a brewery. Yeah. So what are some of the responsibilities involved? Like you kind of just walked us through um, how you presented the idea to get an investor mm -hmm. and now it's a, a family business and everybody has their role yep but like what are some of the main things maybe you wish you knew when you opened like advice oh, for gosh. people who are brewing <laughs> in their their basements or their garages yeah, right everyone now. that's making a good homebrew is like we should do this we should open a brewery yeah prepare for it to be like really hard but really rewarding and some of the things we wish we knew and, and I, I want to make sure we say it, like I be respectful we have an amazing landlord who does great things for us and has been an amazing partner but buy your building buy your building make it yours you know it comes with a lot of extra responsibility but it's also your building that you're yeah, getting to be in the driver's seat and having total control. Yeah, mm -hmm. and again, like, our, our our guy, he's amazing. He's been nothing but a fabulous partner, and he was so, like, he's one of the reasons we could stay open during COVID and didn't close down and things like that, and he's been an integral part of us being able to upgrade our system. I would also say um, budget in to pay yourself. Oh, that's a yeah. very don't, good don't piece Don't just of assume it's going to like be a bankroll yeah. for a long time or right away. It takes a long time to get out of, you know, how much money gets put into a brewery. Mm. Just open it up. That's smart. I bet a lot of people make that mistake and then that's why they can't stay open or have to sell because they're yeah. like, we've invested everything, you yeah. know? Yeah. Mm. And have a plan for your marketing and how you want to approach the consumer and even with that understand that maybe your original thought process of what you wanted it to be isn't what the community is wanting at that time mm -hmm. or the trends aren't there for it quite yet so be prepared to pivot and make those changes so that people keep feeling comfortable good bartenders good bartenders good bartenders good bartenders yeah that That's, makes a huge difference huge yeah. difference who really understand the vibe that you're going for and I'm not saying we didn't have that in the beginning but you know you really see that people who come to breweries want to ask questions mm -hmm. about the beer and they want to understand you know how it got its name or what hops it's made with and things like that and you want um, bartenders that want to talk that through and yeah. understand that and um, 
those types of things. It definitely makes or breaks the experience because a lot of the times we'll sit at a bar, especially if we've never been to the brewery, and we've learned we get the best experience by just talking to the bartenders and Mm -hmm. asking, like, well, what do you like and why? Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you about things that aren't even on the menu, like, oh, we mix this and that. And it's so cool. And then you're like, ooh, I'm getting the inside information. And you take that with you and you're like, I love this brewery because they took the time to, like, make me feel connected to it. Yeah, you're engaged. We're those customers you were describing who are like, why did you name it this? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, that's a huge, you know, part of it. Um, And also just be be prepared for changing trends and changing economic situations, Mm -hmm. you know, like a COVID, who could have expected that? But, you know, being ready to just, just because you started with plan A does not mean it's going to go that way forever. Um, and I would say start with at least a four barrel system. Just buy it, do it, make sure you get the best four barrel system you possibly can and water quality. Be aware of your water quality. We hear the water, the water quality. Yes. We learned that the hard way in our first couple of years, we didn't have a reverse osmosis system and just the quality of the beer wasn't there. And we had heard that from our community and we were like, okay, dang. So we invested in a reverse osmosis system and and fixed that. And it really did make a difference. That's really cool. And I think, like you said, we hear that a lot. It's go big Mm -hmm. off the bat, even though it's scary because you're going to grow into it. Mm -hmm. And it's harder to then change at Mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. And then water. Water, water, water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of water, this watermelon sour. It's like Jolly so Rancher. Good. Is it nice? It's yeah. so good. I like, yeah, the aftertaste. I, I feel was like, like I'm eating a Jolly slow Rancher. Slow down, Chrissy. Drink. We're halfway yeah. through the interview. It's nice because it's not like super overpoweringly juicy, but it's like just sweet enough. It's good. Yeah. It's oh, nice. it's so good. It's a total summer boat drink. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you like sours, this one is Do you bottle or can? We have crawlers that we can sell on site. We are working on getting into distribution here. Like we are just fingertips away from our system being fully um, implemented. And then once we're kind of into the distribution game, feeling comfortable there, we'll probably look for some bottling and canning opportunities. Which way would you rather go? I'm just curious. I love like hearing what brewers like better, bottle or can. To drink out of, or like just the system in general, like oh. what's, what's easier <laughs> I'm like, to get I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. literally, I don't care. <laughs> Hand me the beer, yeah. I will drink it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I, I personally think it depends on the beer, because like some beers just taste better in a can, and yeah. some beers are better in a bottle. Yeah, like I think I would rather drink out of a bottle, but I think cans are just beautiful. Like when you can put that full color label, like that's just so. And I'm a catchy. can girl. Yeah. yeah, I would rather drink out of and a that's can. That's true. They're easy to but throw I in a cooler. Koozies. And I mean, you can put a koozie on yeah. a bottle beer, but yeah, yeah. I, I like cans. They're yeah. all good. Some of the wraps that um, companies are coming out with to wrap their cans in just gorgeous they are, and, and it's so cool. And, like, even just the cans themselves now. Like, we saw black cans with the wraps on them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just, it's art at that it point. It really is. Like, and I'm, I'm an easy consumer. Like, I'm like, that's pretty. Yeah, exactly. That's how I <laughs> shop. Like, oh, such a packaging can. person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's got to well, be good. Marketing. Look how pretty it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Well, speaking of, do you design, well, I guess you don't have cans yet. But if you do, would you design those labels? I or act, bottle labels? I would, we as a group would have a meeting on what our vision is for the different beers that we would decide to package because it couldn't be all of them right Mm -hmm. um and we would kind of get 
a consensus of okay this is like how we want the vibe of that drinking experience to be and then I would actually go out to a designer and have someone design it based on um, my vision we work with a local t-shirt company called Strata and they do a really awesome job of helping me when I'm like hey I've got this idea and this vision for a shirt do you think you could help me out? And they nail it every time. That's awesome. I saw the shirts when we walked in, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check those out before yeah. we leave. Yeah, we're all yeah. about the swag. It's yes. Fun. <laughs> all good. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Jacksonville. This place is pretty incredible and starting to be known as a craft beer scene. Yeah. With the Jack's Ale Trail, there's at least 30 breweries here. Mm-hmm. So did that weigh into your decision to open your brewery in Jacksonville? Um, not really because, I mean, we've been, we're officially open for five years in May, but I mean, we've been thinking of the concept for three years prior to that, right? So when we were thinking of it, it really wasn't, you know, the juggernaut of brewing experience that it is now. Right. So really it was just because I lived here, um, and it kind of stemmed from there and my parents lived here part-time, so they're snowboards and... Uh, Springfield was an up-and-coming place and we had friends that were really involved in the um, the Springfield board and things like that and we just saw a lot of potential in the neighborhood and, and still do it and it's really popping off um, in the last year and that's really what drove us to Jacksonville is just really living here and, yeah. and there wasn't really another option. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice because you're already part of the community and like you just bring that with you into the brewery, which mm-hmm. I feel like helps with foster that connection. Yeah. And Springfield is really growing and it's a trendy little area now and you're getting a lot of cool new neighbors and things are popping up. And- Springfield's cool. Like mm-hmm. I think it gets a little bit of a bad rap for being kind of downtownish and off the beaten path a little bit, but there are really cool spots down here the historic homes are just amazing mm-hmm. and the community's really active like they have this entire spar springfield um community around them that does like bike events and christmas lights and porch fest which is that huge um music scene yeah. every year and so it's it's just like this really cool community that sometimes doesn't deserve the bad rap, I guess, yeah. to be completely honest. Well, I love that you brought up, like, the cool history of all of the, like, houses around here. Do you know, does this building have a cool history that goes with it? Uh, from my understanding, it was a pawn shop before we bought it, and before that, it was a grocery store. But I will tell you, when we were doing renovations in the front, there was... <laughs> There's like a wood kind of sitting with brick underneath it because the front windows are, you know, huge. Yeah. And we went to take off the wood and we found original brick from the original building, like the exposed brick. And we just left it. We were like, well, this is such a cool find. Yeah. Yeah. So we, even in the brewer room, we have the original exposed brick in there and we left the original like, like windows. You can, you can see them. Oh, yeah, that's oh, so cool. cool. Yes. Um, it's so, nice yeah. and you can implement some of that the, the original, you know, design or construction or structure or whatever yes. into your new, I don't know, more trendy and modern design. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, and this brick is all original here on this wall and stuff is like it? that. So, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I get, like, yeah. I just love all the nerdy history stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love hearing the stories behind it. Like, yeah, we tried really hard to you know keep what we could keep and update what needed to be updated yeah. like yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Oh, I love it out here. This beer garden is really cool. Yeah, and you guys chose a great time to come out because the the jasmine is just it's. Oh my gosh, I nuts. know. Like you can smell it as soon as you walk yeah. out there. Yeah, and that's Rainer's favorite. Every time he's just like jasmine, smell jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> That's because it's his favorite Disney princess, too. Maybe, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, we've been working our way, because he brought up the Jack's Ale Trail, mm -hmm. uh, through through that since we started our podcast. And we wanted to come back here. We told you we came here probably two years ago or so. We uh -huh. stopped in. Um, so, you guys have incredible marketing, and your presence caught our attention, and we love the name and logo. So, how did you choose the name? Hyperion for your brewery. Oh my gosh, this is a crazy story. So it was actually <laughs> called Little Red House in the beginning. Originally? Originally, Ooh. yes, because that's where the brewer lived and the original brewer lived and was. And we found out a little later on that that name was already uh, copyrighted through something else. So we had to think of a new <clears throat> name and he had brewed a beer called Kronos, which it's still to this day my favorite beer I've ever had, but the hops that he used doesn't exist anymore. Blah, 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 long story short. Uh, so, Kronos is part of the Titan series in the Hyperion universe. So, we decided on Hyperion and went with the celestial vibe and, and that kind of thing. And we had a whole Titan series, like Celine Citrine. Celine is actually part of that series. Okay. Yes. We have a beer called Hop Didi. Um, Phoebe's PB. Phoebe is one of the daughters of that series. So, like, there is a lot of... Um, we did more in the beginning. Now we've kind of gone into different, like, just naming them a little bit different. But that's kind of where it came from. Of <laughs> the, the name we had was already copyright, copyrighted. That's cool, start from though. scratch. Yeah. Because I love this name, like, and it sticks with you. Like, a lot of times you'll visit a bunch of breweries in the day, and you're like, what was that one called? But for yeah. some reason, I always remember Hyperion. Like, I mean, the marketing is so great. The name is great. Thanks. And, yeah, and the logo. I really like it, too. Thank you. Thank you. We, um, we had a local company do that logo when we first opened. Um, they're no longer here. The main girl had moved to California because she was super talented yeah. and, <laughs> you know, got taken. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that all evolved and happened. And we have, you know, the celestial murals all over. Yeah. It, it just it just made sense. It's a nice know. theme. Yeah. I just really, like, all really liked it. goes hand in hand. Yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted to make sure we cover, because I think this is such an innovative idea in brewing, can you tell us a little bit about the Helios Brewers experience? Oh, yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> so we're a nano brewery, which means we only make two kegs at a time. And we did that in the beginning because that's what we could afford to do. The idea was always to upgrade into, you know, a three, four, five, whatever barrel system. Um, one of the original partners had an idea of to bring in some more cash and bring in some more people to the brewery uh, to have people brew their own beer on the system because it's, it's pretty easy to do when the system is so small. So... Um, she really thought up the whole idea and then the brewer designed it and I mean we like <laughs> I had to shut down bookings wow. the other week because it was like we can only do four a month yeah and we were booked out and then we were trying to upgrade and everything like that and so um, it's just come become this like really awesome experience where you can pick um, 
you know, there's like two different experiences. So one's like, hey, just come brew a beer with us. It's one of our beers that we brew in and day in and day out. Or, you know, brew your own custom beer and you can add in lavender or... Yeah, you I can. Knew inf- that was my favorite. <laughs> yes. I did not I know that. <laughs> or you can infuse it with whatever you want. And um, Matt, who is our head brewer, he does the most incredible job of like you are going to scoop grain, you're going to do the mash. He's you are going to like weigh out the hops. You are doing the whole thing, and he's just kind of standing there telling you okay now we're gonna do this and here's why like you're moving um hoses around you're gonna clean it like it is a full day yes and he'll even have um he'll test like he'll show you how we do tests quality checks throughout the whole thing and he'll really explain why you're doing each step that you're doing it's like an eight hour day i mean it is not for really? the faint, it's, you're it here is, for the whole day. You're yeah. here the whole day. You get to be like, a brewer for the day. I mean, awesome. that's so cool. Like, you are literally scooping grains into a bucket and weighing it, and then you're throwing it through the grinder. You're putting it in the boil. You're mashing it. Like, it is a whole day. See, this is what's good for everyone who's like, oh, yeah, I'm a good home brewer. I should open a brewery. You're like, come do this. And be like, <laughs> yeah. now you understand what really goes into it. But that, that for anybody yeah. who loves drinking it, even, I mean, for, like, us, we're like, yeah, well, we just like all these beers, but we don't. I mean, we understand the process, but we've never. But to actually do it yourself, it. I yeah. think like it would make it click with me. I mean, because like mm-hmm. we've done a million tours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But still, until you do it yourself, like that's when you're like, okay, I yeah. really. And like, talk about putting ownership into it. Like, yeah, I did it. I've done it three times now because um, I just I love it. And if I want to make a beer and he's not loving my idea, I'll be like, okay, then I'll go pay for yeah. it. I'm gonna make you make this <laughs> yeah. beer. And um, so, what have you made? So, actually, I made our psychedelic werewolf, which is our hazy IPA. That uh, at the time I got a lot of pushback about because our system. Is, is hard and a hazy is not one of the easiest beers to make because of having to keep the temperature at a certain point for so long and he was uh, a little nervous and I was like nope I'm, I'm gonna book this and we're gonna do it and so it is now one of our staple beers that's like one of people's favorites that's awesome thank yeah. you and he was like psychedelic werewolf that's like the weirdest name and I was like no it's a name people will remember yeah, yeah. it is cool um I have these like Tastes great yeah I have these like really bright blue eyes. So um, every one one time when I one time when I was young, I worked at Subway and this person came in and I think they might have been on something, <laughs> but they they were like, "Are you a werewolf?" And they genuinely thought oh I was gonna turn on them at any moment oh and that God. I was a werewolf. And so like it's that been this running joke forever. <laughs> And That's so I was funny. like, no, let's name it Psychedelic Werewolf. It's so weird. It'll it'll track, and it has. It's, yeah, it's That's perfect. one of our best beers. I did a Lavender Jasmine Blonde. Ooh. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and we get all of our infusions and spices and things like that that we use from All Spiced Up in San, or no, in Avondale. Okay. They are awesome. The ladies that um, own that are really cool. And then they have, like, four taps in the back. They were some of the first people to have like Mocha beer on tap, and they—they're oh, really? awesome. We it's, need to go over there. We've go, been to Avondale in a long time. Go yeah. there. They have like teas and spices yeah. and rubs, and they make everything themselves. It's just like the coolest spot. 
Cool. Yeah, when I saw that Helios, I was like, Molly, yeah. we can brew our own yeah. beer, and like yeah. we can name it, and we can have our own crawlers. Like, how cool is that? It is really cool. We have people, like, because now we do weddings and receptions here, and we have people that, as part of their reception, yeah. a couple months prior, they'll, they'll brew their, their own, own beer, beer. they'll so name it. Signature beer. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? That's yep. perfect. And I it's, mean, a, it's a really fun day. Yeah. So after, you know, you, you brew your beer and everything... Then does it stay on, like in your tap room for mm-hmm. a little while yeah. until it kicks? Yeah. Have you ever had one besides Psychedelic Werewolf that was so popular that you recreated it? Yes. I can't challenge it. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. And it was a couple that lives here in Springfield. Really? They did one. Um, it's It was called Downtown Gizmo Brown. It's a coconut coffee brown. Oh, and we... we recreate that one every fall and it's oh, really? a huge hit yeah cool. that was probably one of our best reoccurrence i believe high tea which is uh amber ale infused with earl gray tea oh yeah i, I love I, the tea ones yeah same he does such good great he does great tea beers. i can't wait to like i love talking to you but like i want to go back in there and get <laughs> yeah. more beers to yeah try. i just think our concoction would be hilarious because we both have like so many ideas and flavors that we like it would probably turn into like a clown car. Yeah. No, we have no idea. So we've had people that have wanted to just mix the craziest yeah. things, and it's just like, okay, this is yep. your vision. You this is your it. baby. Like, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And we're all kind of like waiting. We're like, oh man, will it be good? And then it turns out to be like fantastic. You and we're know. like, who would have thought to put like, <laughs> I don't want to like call anyone out yeah. and, or anything, but you know, who would have thought to put those flavors together? Yeah. Yeah. We did a really cool um, collaboration with the Tallahassee Beer Society, and they did melon and peppers, ghost peppers, I think it was, Ooh. and that was such a cool, weird, awesome beer. That's awesome. Yeah. They were great, too, to work with. Well, it's a that cool way fun. to like come up with new ideas and recipes that you might not try otherwise. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, people are holding their weddings or receptions here. Yeah. So what other events do you host? Oh, gosh. Anything anything you want, really. Um, so we do a lot of baby showers. We've even had people that get married here, and then a couple years later, they'll have their baby shower here. Oh, cool. We do family reunions, corporate events, lots of fundraisers, which is wonderful. There's a group that just wants to come and play games, and so we... We have them come out here and bring their board games and have their evening. You know, it's it's really kind of like if this is the space that fits your vibe, mm-hmm. we'll work with you. Yeah. Do you host events like is there trivia or karaoke or do you host any like weekly events? We do. So we have a run club every Thursday. You do? Yeah, and then they do different activities after the run each week. So I think two weeks ago is trivia, mm-hmm. and then. Um, during Easter, the week of Easter, we did an egg hunt, and oh, then last week <laughs> they did something really fun, and I can't remember. Oh, we like raffled off a gift card um, for like every beer you, you bought, you got a ticket. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so we try and keep it fun. We do drag bingo every third Friday of the month. I want to say. Oh my god, that's got to be awesome! Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, my so much fun. it's so much fun. That would be a cool. blast. I yeah. love bingo. Yeah, so we do. We're gonna do Pride in June. Um, we do a Pride event every year. Um, what else weekly? We have storytelling. Yeah, uh, 
local friend of the brewery said, hey, I'm like in this storytelling group in Jacksonville. Could we come here and just hold a storytelling session where you can just sign up and tell a story? You get a free beer. They have... Um, it's like open mic for storytelling. Kind of, yeah. They have like a vibe each week where it could be usually like during Valentine's Day, it's like the X-Files or like oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's like the worst meal you've ever had or something like that. <laughs> oh, cool. I would love that. It's so much fun and it's really like non-judgmental, low-key. Yeah. And we just started yoga in the beer garden. Oh, yes. I saw that. Every saw third that. Thursday we're doing that now. So yeah, we do, wow, we actually do do a lot of <laughs> And you guys do brunch too, right? Yes, we just launched what? brunch. So obsessed with it. I was drooling over those pictures of the sandwiches. I was like, Oh my god. Really <laughs> exciting. Yeah. And we gave um so we have a chef, Cheyenne. We gave her full reign and said, Hey, tell us what you're passionate about to make. You make it, you tell us the menu, and really gave her full reign to kind of hone in on how her brunch would look and, and taste and be. And she just like nailed it out of the park. And we also have bottomless mimosas for like fifteen dollars. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that, <laughs> like, we are coming back. Yeah. Is it only on Sunday? Yeah. It is only on Sundays for now. Yeah. So it's eleven to three every Sunday. Um. So yeah, we. That is actually something that we had been thinking about for like a year, mm-hmm. and just didn't have the bandwidth or weren't ready or there was yeah. other things going on. And so once we finally launched it and. Um, she just nailed it we were couldn't have been happier yeah yeah well all these events too you know like the um the run club storytelling brunch where's the best place for people to find out what's going on at hyperion i would say instagram i'm an i'm an instagram girl i i do have it linked to the facebook so basically anything that shows up on instagram shows up on facebook but just Mm -hmm. check out instagram what's your instagram handle at hyperion brewing okay yep um, I'm dabbling into the world of reels, mostly just because I love music. So the idea of being able to put like a video against the music and it'd be fun <laughs> and I can make all these, you know, cute little things. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly just Instagram and Facebook a little bit. Yeah. Okay. It's perfect. It's time for our fast five. Well, so we like to wrap up with something we call fast five. So we'll ask you five questions and just give us the first answer that comes to the top of your head. Okay. (laughs) You want to do every other? Sure. All right, I'll start. Okay. Favorite beer to drink? Porch Fest Gold. This one? Yes. You're drinking? It's almost gone. It's my (laughs) go-to. Crush that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Your favorite non-beer drink? Coca-Cola. Really? Yes. I am a pop girl. Pop. I'm from the north. Um, where are you from? Michigan. Okay. okay. Is that where your parents are snowboards yes. from? Yep. Cool. The whole family's from Michigan, but we've been here for like a decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're from up north as well. We're from both from Pennsylvania. Okay. I can yes. hear it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What uh, beer is the best seller here? Celine Citrine, the blood orange blonde. That's the one that. I want to try. Yeah. yeah. All right, if you could have a drink with anyone at your bar, past, present, or future, who would it be? Past, present, or future. Who, like, works here or just anybody? anybody. Nick Daly. He's, so he's a, he lives here locally. He's a diver, and he is probably just, like, the best soul and funniest person I've ever, like, just 
randomly collided with oh, and cool. I enjoy and he's up here a lot but I haven't been up here as much but I love when I'm just sitting here and Nick Daly walks in and I'm just like oh yes <laughs> I can't let's have a drink yes like all right Nick your presence is requested I love it. <laughs> yeah and he cool. knows he knows it too <laughs> no, that's awesome. yeah Okay, last question. Where in Jacksonville do you like to grab a drink when you're not at Hyperion? Okay, so my husband and I just went to Ink Brewing at the beach, at the beach mm-hmm. and I just loved it. I thought it was awesome. They had this, like, passion fruit seltzer, which I understand. They're a beer place. Should have gotten a beer. Um, <laughs> but it was – it tasted like um, – a Sauvignon Blanc seltzer. What? Like, it was so good. It's theirs? It's theirs. Oh, wow. They make. And Drew, my husband Drew, he had one of their hazies. I love the vibe. Like, we played Buck Hunter. It was just... Oh, my gosh. I know. I love Buck I haven't played that game in so many years. Did you ever play that? That's the one with your rifle? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We both just like this. And it was just really fun. And I'm like, all right. I like the music was great. The aesthetic was perfect. I just really enjoyed it go check that place out. Yeah, it was cool. I, You know. Yeah, we haven't met. That's what we want to do for the next part of the Jacksonville Trail. We haven't done the beach yet. Yeah, we haven't done the beach Our field drinker, Tanya, she's ending up yeah, so she likes it. She sent us pictures. Yeah, it's cool. It, and it's totally the beach vibe. It works. Yeah, cool. So is there anything else you want listeners to know about Hyperion before we go refill our beers yes. and, and the interview? You know, honestly, just like as a family-owned brewery, we are so grateful that we're run, like we're getting up to our five-year anniversary and we've been able to stay open and make enhancements and we're growing our system and that we you know through some challenging times and honestly making our own mistakes as a brewery have been able to stay open and see people come back and and have some really great relationships that have come out of owning the brewery and being in the community and I think what people really really don't know is how much we love and care for our guests and our customers and so that's that's really where we're at is being thankful that we have the opportunity to still serve you guys honestly oh that's fantastic that's awesome and it shows because we love coming here yeah good i'm so glad thank you so much for your time absolutely ladies i am so excited to go get another beer yeah let's go cheers cheers That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon with more boozy fun. Well, and make sure to follow us on social media so you can get uh, the drink of the day on Wasted Wednesdays. On Facebook, we're forward slash boozy blondes. On the gram, we are at boozy.blondes. And on YouTube, we're forward slash boozy blondes. Visit our website for recipes and references from each episode at www.boozyblondes.com. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email sharing your boozy stories and requests and pictures at boozyblondespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a chance to drink with us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and more. And don't forget to leave a review. The boozier, the better. If we love your toast to our show, we'll read it on air. Stay boozy. Cheers. Cheers.